Mi nombre es Kilabondro Jimenez. Mucho gusto. Sí. You know what, Spencer? I forget who it was, but somebody was asking us, probably Jangles Prime, he always asks us questions, about the uh, table. We got a new podcast table, folks, if you don't know, if you can't tell by the sound quality, that it has no effect on the sound quality, but uh, it might, it helps, it helps, higher. Keep, it helps keeps the mics closer to the face because the table's higher. Yeah, and the mics are farther away, but clo- like the mics are normal, but the stands are farther away. Someone asked who the handsome, muscular man in the, as you said, overalls, my apron, because I posted a picture on the uh, DPW Instagram, which you folks should check out at Drunk Pen Writing on Instagram. No, um, without context, saying that you're uh, just in an apron doesn't do any better than being in overalls. Well, it's work. Is it's a you know? Is it one of those fancy like? Was it one of those carpenter like, apron? Uh, so you need one like those leather ones. It's like canvas. I like it. Shut up. Any, anyway, uh, I I realized that not everyone knows what we look like, so they didn't know it was me. So I said it was our. Uh, so obviously, both of us can't build a table, so it was Caleb Hondro Jimenez because <laughs> I throw some kind of racism in there, I guess, because apparently only Spaniards can be carpenters in uh. You're mine, not mine. Oh, uh, yeah, yes, I was the one who did that. Uh, anyway, we are reading books, man. I da, 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 I just finished The Fight by Norman Mailer. It only, it only took a couple days to read that. Uh, it's about the rumble in the jungle. Uh, Ollie versus Foreman back in the 70s. Because, um, you know, I'm a big boxing yeah. guy. It was, a, it was a pretty good book. The Probably the best depictions and breakdowns of an actual boxing match I've ever read. But the rest of the book, a lot of... It's the first time I ever read Norman Mailer, and it was just one of his shorter works, which is why I got it, because I just wanted to check out his writing style. So it's uh, nonfiction, right? Yeah, it's nonfiction. It's just about his time in uh, Zaire, where the fight took place, and like leading up to it, and he got to interview Ali and all this stuff. It was a little weird, because like there was Hunter Thompson was like in it for a little bit, and just like all the guys, uh, all the writers of the time, you know, his buddies or just people he knew, but... He definitely comes off kind of pompous, and uh, a lot of the book is just about him. So that was yeah, that part wasn't as you know it was it still was good. It was just like yeah, I don't know if I want to read more of Mailer's work after reading that, but I did really like his fight breakdown and stuff. That was good, uh, and I'm still reading the Two Towers. I just took a couple days off of that to read the the fight. And um, am I reading anything else, Spencer? No, no, no. We got a book club book, Bog Bodies. Who's that by? Declan Shavley. I never see the name. Shelby. Shelby. No, it's not Shelby. There's no B in it. I'm pretty sure that. Declan. Yeah. S H A L V E Y. Shelby. Okay. I mean, I'm just. I don't. Okay. Do you think they misspelled the name on the cover of the book? No, I just I could have sworn I've heard him pronounced different. I don't know. That wow. probably wrong. Maybe I'm probably mispronouncing it, but there's no B in there. If it's Shelby. What the fuck, Declan? Anyway, Bog Bodies is our book club book, not related to DPW, because book club's back after two years of <laughs> fucking pandemic uh, mayhem. Uh, me and you for February are going to be reading The Devil in the Blue Dress by Walter Mosley. I'm excited for that. Yeah. As our copies stare at us from our brand new table. You just read Sins of Scarlet. I did. Uh, by Nicholas Obergon. What'd you think of that? Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, did you like it better than Blue Light Yokohama? I, uh, I think I just a little bit. Yeah, um, which I mean, I guess you kind of when in a in a series in a book series, you you want that. Yeah, you don't want to be like, oh, well, the last 
book was better than this book. Well, it's very yeah. rare you get the second book better than the first book. Yeah, but I um I really liked it. Um, I liked that it explored you know more of his past. You know things that they just kind of hit it on and and things like that. Um, I liked that that had the classic L.A. noir feel to it. Yeah, for do a good part of it. Yeah. Um, and just like a lot of um, just again with the uh, weird of like you know him being a. Japanese American man and th- that stuff, and then a good chunk of it also takes place in Mexico, mm-hmm. and I, I, I thought that stuff was pretty cool. Um, None of the listeners who have not read this book know what you're talking about, by the way, with the the investigators, the Iwata trilogy. Yeah, uh, Kosuke Iwata. I need, we need to get Nicholas Obergon back. I always talk to him. I need to get him on and be like, "Hey, buddy, you want to come be on the podcast and talk about your new book coming out soon? I still got to read Unknown Mail. True. You, yeah. the, thir- the trilogy was complete, and I know he was very mad because it was. It's about. It's set in the Tokyo Olympics. Yeah. In twenty twenty. Obviously, the pandemic pushed it back a year, so he was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like, because imagine writing a book set in a like a time that's pretty much cemented that it's mm-hmm. going to be the Olympics, and the only way there wouldn't be Olympics in, ja- in Japan at the time in twenty twenty, bar a huge national natural disaster. Would be a pandemic of some sort, like a once in a lifetime pandemic. And boy, howdy, did we get that. So, uh, that sucks. So, what are you reading currently uh, now that you finished that? Are you going to go in another book or are you just going to wait for Mosley? I was probably just going to jump into Mosley just to get a head start because I wasn't sure how soon into February we were going to cover it. So I was, because, um... Well, we could always record the episode whenever and just release it. Yeah, yeah. but I just figured, um, especially with now seeing how small of a, you know, because it was just under, like, 200 pages or just over 200 pages, something like that. Yeah, it's not very big. So I was probably just going to dive into that one next, um, since Sin of Scarlet, because, uh... I knew that this, well, I was pretty sure this was, you know, here, your place. I was just like, well, I'll just take this opportunity, because I was, uh backed up on a couple of weeks of uh of my comics because like i read Sin, uh skin sins of scarlet in like just like uh, like seven days in like a week yeah so like i didn't really have too much time to read anything else so i was like oh, i'll just get caught up on some of my single issues and stuff while you know i came while well, i waited to come up here to pick you know pick this up and then I'll, like I said, I'll probably just read uh, Devil in a Blue Dress here starting in the next couple of days, probably. You're not worried about genre burnout or genre fatigue because it's, I mean, it's not the exact same genre, but it's still crime fiction. Mm, not particularly, because then also, too, after I get done with that, I can go to something else, like... True, you could go with that, uh, <laughs> the, uh, what, what the fuck's the name of that book? The Gutter Book? Yeah. Which is... The same, 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 same deal. Oh, this um, this weekend I did go up to the Bonds and Norbo Norbo, and I picked up uh, the first two books in the um a couple issues ago or well a few episodes ago, uh, when we were talking about different uh comic book writers who had uh who was also novelists. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys, Benjamin Percy, he has like a, he just started a um. It was like a trilogy of sci-fi uh, fiction, um, like the uh, I think it's like the comic cycle or comic con, like a comet that flies in the sky. Hope you know I'm gonna loop that sound. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, a comet that flies. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that on here. Uh, that that uh, that trilogy. So I bought up the the ninth medal, which is the first uh, the first book, and the un. The Unforgiving Garden, which is the second one, um, 
because that one just came out like a couple days earlier in the month. So I was up there and I was like, well, I'll see if they have them. And they had it. So I was like, I'll just pick up the two of these. And because the third one doesn't come out until like the middle of last year. So I was like, ah, oh, this gives me plenty of time to read yeah. read these for, you know, these two. I wanted to get, well, obviously finish the Lord of the Rings stuff. And then I don't know how fast I'm going to have to read that because I got to read that Mosley book. Yeah. And then I just ordered three. Well, I just got in the mail today. Uh, three. What? what? You know what? I'm going to tell you this in a second. It's fucking gross. So I got three books. I got them off of Amazon um, by Natsume Suzeki. He's one of my favorite Japanese off- authors. He's like the most famous original like Japanese novelist from the late 1800s, early 20th century there. He had three books. I read most of his books years ago, but I didn't read The Miner, The Gate, and I think the other one's called As Then or Then As or something. Uh, and Then. And Then. So I got those. I don't know when I'm going to read those, but I picked them up. One of them had a brown, su- brand new books on the, along the fucking the page lines on the front, like you know, on the side, yeah, like a brown stuff. And I thought it was chocolate. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? None of the other books had anything on it. And then I started kind of like rubbing it off, and it's it's stained. And I'm like, what the fuck? I showed Mindy, and she informed me because uh, she's not as dumb as I am. Like, That's blood. That's blood, bro. So there's blood on my book. As you try to lick it off. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Fucking blood on a brand new book. What the fuck? So you're going to order another one? No, I'm just going to read the bloody book, I guess. <laughs> you don't know whose blood it is, though. <laughs> Fucking nuts. It's this, over, isn't the, this isn't the time to be reading other people's bloody books. <laughs> Look, somebody got a paper cut. They fucking bled all over the book <laughs> at the Amazon facility. Well, what do I do? I can't just send it back. They just blood on my book, and they'll just like wait for another. I don't know. I don't care. It's not that big of a deal. I'll show you later. It's gross. Um, yes, please show me your blood book. Wave it in my face. <laughs> yeah. So, and it was the I think it was the minor too that was bloody. It was, uh, has introduction by Haruki Murakami, mm. and I'm like, man, that's the one I was gonna read first. But now I'm gonna wait for like the AIDS to kind of die. Yeah. Out, I don't know how long that stays in dried blood. I'm like a 80s Republican. I don't know much about how <laughs> AIDS works. <laughs> um, so we're going to go ahead and uh, segue into our episode, which is also about reading. What a rocker. You are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. No, hey. you're not. Whoa. Yes, they are, nope. buddy. Hey, now. Hey, Chief. <laughs> hey, bucko. I'm your host. <laughs> me, the host, who introduces the show, keeps it from going off the rails. I do a poor job of that. Uh, I'm Caleb James, or as what was my name in the intro of the, uh, in the cold open? Uh, Caleb Hondro Jimenez. I like that name. Uh, and you are, who the fuck are you? Spencer, the Thai Titty Teaser Church. Your T's and titties in Thailand. I that guess. could be interesting. I was going to say twister, but that's too yeah. Everybody knows what a titty twister yeah. is. Teaser, though, that's almost uh, seductive. Mm. I mean, that could be sensual. That yeah. could be uh, menacing. Yeah. It could be a lot of things if you're teasing. Just rude. It could just be rude. <laughs> yeah, because what if that titty doesn't want to be teased, or what if that titty wants more from the teaser? Yeah. You know, wants you to full on do stuff to it i think you need to find a way to uh work your new name into one like into like a short story or something caleb hondro yeah. the stare of a man with nothing to lose you know what 
I can go on that. What Caleb Hondro? Uh, I was I was gonna say you know make it a period piece, mm-hmm. you know, so like he can just be like a wandering man, a wandering man doing doing a, work, a you know, yeah, mm, doing work for money. Yeah, you know, just like he'll go from farm to farm doing work to just you know stay under the roof, you know. Do we got a time period? Because now I'm kind of getting a uh, John Steinbeck feel here. Look, I mean, yeah, you could maybe do that. Early. As, as like a little like a uh, tribute, you know, homage yeah. to early twenties, Kilopondro. Got the glassy-eyed stare of a man with nothing to lose. Riding the rails across the Midwest. Came from Catalina. Catalina Islands. He's got a, a deep tan. He got lines on his face that don't just show his age. You know what they do, Spencer? Mm-hmm. You show a story. They tell of a man who's been and seen some things. Been through some maybe, things. Maybe Hondro can uh, uh able to grow, uh, grow a beard now, maybe. Caleb Hondro, his biggest regret in life is that he was able to grow a beard and it was the most glorious beard in all of Montana, where he stayed for a brief time. But a wildfire singed it off, and it only grows on his chin and mustache. For shame. For uh, this shame. Is really stupid. I don't know what's fucking... Uh, today's episode is actually about reading efficiency. Do you know how to read efficiently? Probably not, no. Well, our buddy Dennis Doyle over at... Uh, Good old Dennis. Over at EnglishGlendale.cc.ca.us... He says, for most people, it's easy to learn to read faster. I agree. Your reading rate is often just a matter of habit. But to begin, you may need to try to change some habits and try these tips. Uh, he goes on and on about paying attention. Can you pay attention? You pay attention? What? Huh? Huh? What? Pay attention? Pay attention when you read, Spencer, and read as if it really matters. Uh, so if you're reading something, it's got to matter. If it doesn't matter, then why are you reading it? Huh? Huh? Fucking uh, fuck boy? Huh? Huh? A little fucking titty teaser fuck boy? Huh? You gonna go there and titty tease and fuck boy? Who created the term fuck boy? I like that. I don't know why, but it is like perfect for some people. You seem to be like, look at that fuck boy over there. <laughs> they don't even spell boy right. That's what they spell with the I. That's what I like most about it. Yeah, so uh, most people, they kind of read in the same way and they watch, t- they read the same way they watch television, Spencer. Uh, they're inattentive, passive. Uh, they read, but it takes effort. And uh, if you don't read without taking the effort to read hard, I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. So don't be passive, Spencer. Don't okay. just, you know, you watch TV and it's just kind of happening and you zone out. So if you read like that, you're not going to get much from the work. Do you find yourself doing that? You're a attention deficit kind of fella. I uh, see you reading something and then just going looking at the birds. There's <laughs> a squirrel. He's pretty. Uh, it depends. Uh on what it is that I'm reading and how much I'm enjoying it. Like I like I've caught myself doing this where like there will be like some comics that I'm wa- that I'm reading while I'm watching some show that I'm not 100% committed to either one. Uh-huh. So I'm in this weird like back and forth of both of, but not really paying attention to neither. Like you know like I'm reading a little bit then watching but like not really While you're also writing on the side. <laughs> yeah. So, if it's, like, a, um, like, there's certain issues where, like, I know, like, normally, like, the whatever new Nightwing issue or Ninja Toters or something comes out, I'm always making sure that, like, that, that, that's a shitter book, you know what I mean? Like, that's, uh, when you're taking a dump and you got nothing else to, like, to, to occupy, like, you know what I mean? You got the one thing to focus on, well, the two things to focus on, you're reading and handling your business. Yeah, the business. The business. Um, um, 
So, and same with, like, some book. I, I find it a little bit harder to do that with novels because, like, I, I find out whenever I'm starting to do that, I will lose place and where I'm actually at on the page. Well, here's some things like, that should help you, Spencer. Like, the, uh, like your, your, your favorite novel, Blood Meridian, <laughs> where you're just constantly rereading the same page. Well, if we followed these tips, we might have did a better job of reading Blood Meridian. One of the things you want to do is you got to take 30 to 60 seconds, Spencer. You got to look over the title of the chapter. Look at all the headings, subheadings, and marked italic or dark print. Look at any pictures or illustrations, charts or graphs. Quickly skim over the passage, reading the first and last paragraph and glancing at the first sentence of every other paragraph. Close the book and ask yourself, what is the main idea? What kind of writing is it? What is the author's purpose? Um, so you're doing this very quickly, I guess. Uh... You might not think that you could possibly answer these questions with so little exposure to the material. Remember, only 30 to 60 seconds here. Well, if you do the preview correctly, you should have some very good general ideas. If you have a general idea of what the passage is about before you really read it, you'll be able to understand and remember the passage better. Uh, so this is essentially just checking, you know, like flipping through a little scan and just kind of getting a feel. So if you did this with Blood Meridian... Yeah. Very early on, you'd tell like, oh, why? Why bother? This is just a block of text for 57,000 chapters. Here's an example. I don't like this article already. <laughs> if the heading of a section is the t in the text is the causes of the Civil War, take that title and switch it into a question like, what are the causes of the Civil War? Well, zany. Zany. Now you have a goal, something to look for. I guess that is helpful. Uh, I don't read books like that at all. I don't well, go I mean, into being like, oh, the princess bride. What made that bride become a princess? Let's find out. Well, that makes it sound like, uh, like how with your with your fight book, um, like a like a nonfiction. Yeah, that'd be more nonfiction. I don't see that really working for fiction stories, though. To be fair, I didn't check to see if this was just about fiction. It just said reading. Uh, nonfiction, obviously, that would work a lot better. So if you're reading a nonfiction book, you can garner a lot from the title and the different paragraphs. Uh, if you tried to do that with, say... Uh, yeah, because like, say if you did that with every every uh, chapter of the book, I feel like once you got so far, you'd be, I'd be worried about, like... Spoilers? Yeah, or just, you know, like, oh, like, oh, when I read that thing, that might not make sense. But then when I started mm -hmm. and I get, like, halfway through, I'm like, oh... Okay, now remember that thing that I skimmed through. Well, you know. if you did that with something like As I Lay Dying by Faulkner or Ulysses by Joyce, like, you're not going to... True. It's not going to... It's going to be yeah. too complicated. You're not going to get anything from that. Now, this next tip actually is uh, a lot more helpful. I find myself doing this some a lot of times, and it slows me down. Usually when I'm tired, I mean, I'm not actually doing it out loud, but just to myself, but stop talking to yourself when you read. People talk to themselves in two ways. By vocalizing, which is the actual moving of your lips as you read, and subvocalizing, which is talking to yourself in your head as you silent, silently read. I do both of these. Mm -hmm. Usually more subvocalizing, but I definitely go word by word. And I can do like speed reading because you just, it helps if you line it up, which that might be a tip here. And you just kind of look at the words and you go past really fast and you don't let your brain just speak out loud. Uh, but at the same time, I never feel like I am uh, absorbing the information as yeah. well as I would if I just read it out. So, But these do both slow you down to the point which you find that you can't read any faster than you can speak. Speech is relatively slow, and for most, the average speed is about 250 words per minute. 
Um, I did not know that, but I guess that makes sense. Unless it's the Gilmore Girls. Those girls speak quick. Snap it, snap it, snap it, snap it. Uh, so reading should be an activity which involves only the eyes and the brain. So get that vocal cord shit out of there, Spencer. I wish we did an episode. We would need a person who does it that doesn't have an inner monologue. So if they read something, they don't see, like, they see the words or they could visualize, but they, there's no thought because they don't have thoughts mm-hmm. that, like, you know, narration. Uh, that would be weird. Like, how do you read a book then? How does yeah. that work? Because the words aren't, like, when I read a book, like, the words are just going through my head. Yeah. That doesn't, that's not a thing. They don't have that. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to, like, like, A lot of them say it's like a movie or pictures. Like, I don't know how to, like, to read something without, ha- without, thinking it. it yeah not actually saying the words <laughs> in my head like i don't like i've the only time i ever do like the mouth thing is like whenever like i'm trying to figure out like a word oh, yeah. or something when i'm like i'm not sure i'm like is that like that's the only time i do like the mouth stuff but like i'll even like when i'm reading comic books i'm still the words are i'm saying yeah. the words in my head i don't know any other way how to read i don't know you don't do that spencer <laughs> you're wrong the next one is reading thought groups. This one's a little interesting. Studies have shown that when we read, our eyes must make small stops along the line. Poor readers make many, 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 many more fixations, eye stops, uh, than good readers. Not only does this slow you down, but it inhibits comprehension because meaning is easier to pull from groups of words rather than from individual words or even single letters. Try to read in phases of three to four words, especially in complete clauses and prepositional phrases. Your mind may internalize them as if, as if the whole phrase is like one big meaning-rich word. So is it pretty much saying you should read like four or five words at a time? Or skip like three or four words? And just no, like... you're supposed to read like... So if I'm reading this... He- All right, here's the fucking Hemingway book. Right yeah. Here. They ran in the leaping, plunging gate. So instead of just they ran in the leaping, plunging gate, I would be... They ran in the leaping, plunging gate. That I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't... I mean, I get what he's trying to say. You don't want to slow down, like, you know, word, read word for word. Do you find yourself reading word for word? You just kind of go along with the flow, right? I mean, I guess some people, which if you're reading something like Blood Meridian or something that's very complicated, you might stop and reread. Yeah. That's what's fucking you up is the rereading, you know, or you just kind of, like you were saying earlier, zoning out a little bit, not completely focused, and you have to keep rereading the same thing. Yeah, obviously that's going to slow you down. If you actually focus on the work and you're really reading it, I don't see how you're gonna be like slowed down too much if you're just going along. Yeah, and too like also like that, that they don't like writing style and stuff. I feel like will pay would play a lot into like somebody's writing style would play on how quick you may or may not yeah. read something. Uh, well, this is yeah. This next one, don't keep rereading the same phrases. Poor readers habitually read and reread the same phrase over and over again. This habit of making regressions doubles or triples reading time and often does not result in better comprehension. A single careful, attentive reading may not be enough for full comprehension, but it is often more effective than constant regress. So this is like, they just want you to keep going. So if you're reading and you didn't quite understand something you just read, just keep, just go, just keep it going. Just keep it fucking moving, Spencer. I don't particularly like that idea because I like to absorb the material I'm reading. Mm. If it's something I don't care that much about, yeah, I'll just, you know, go through because there's some things you read, like sometimes maybe a phrase just is a little weird or like you were saying, some authors, their style might not mesh with you quite well. Or even if you're reading like foreign authors where uh, the translation. Yeah. Or or things like that, you might 
Well, there might even just be a typo that nobody yeah. noticed that you just keep on getting stuck on. Or, like, just old-style grammar rules were a little yeah. different, like, you know, the long, flowery thing. So, you, we, like, we, I'm sure when we both read Dracula, we probably reread things multiple mm. times because we're like, wait, 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 wait. But you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to just keep going and just, oh, if that was important, oh, well, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <sighs> I don't like that. But, I, I mean, I get the point. You can't just keep rereading it slow. I feel like I'm not that slow of a reader. I'm not a fast reader by any means compared to speed readers and, you know, people who just fly through books. But I can read, I would say, uh, moderately to even challenging book that's three to 500 pages in a week if I really yeah. just took the time. I mean, honestly, like this Mosley book, if I wanted to, I could just read it on Saturday or something. Just read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it wouldn't be that hard. It might take me six hours or something because, again, I like to kind of absorb it. Uh, I've read books that were three, four hundred pages that they weren't that great. So I just kind of fucking read them in like an hour and a half. I am just flew through it. It's like like this guy was saying about the, uh, you know, not stopping and rereading. Well, yeah, you'll fly through a book if you don't stop and reread. You just might not absorb the materials much. Um, and this is the last tip. Good for us. Yeah, we could be done with this fucking shit. Yeah. Number five, vary your reading rate, Spencer. I do this when I'm reading Jerusalem. I vary my reading rate, Spencer. When I'm going, oh, Jesus, this is the same paragraph. It's been going on for 38 pages. I'm going to just go, and just look at it. Don't even read. Just look at it. And just pretend I'm like a, a, a wizard who can just absorb it by looking at the text. So you should read, uh, vary your reading rate to suit the difficulty and type of writing of the text. Poor readers always read at the same slow rate. An efficient reader speeds up for easier material and slows down for the hard. Uh, yeah, so that, that's fucking pretty common sense. Um, I think these are all mostly subconscious things that we do. Do you find that you change your reading speed depending on the hardness and difficulty of a work? Uh, yeah. Um, also on like um, like I've stated before, you know, like I f- I feel like I probably read like a Stephen King work faster than I may read a different author. Yeah. Just because A, I'm familiar with like a lot of his writing style and how, you know what I mean? They're just and just playing more excited or, or you know, wanting wanting to read it. Other than maybe if you're like, you know, you give me like some something else, like, hey, you gotta read this for the podcast because we're reading it to where like even if I'm enjoying it, it might take me a little bit longer to get to get through yeah. it because I'm not all like gung ho to to read it. Um, Excitement level does play, yeah, a big factor in something. Um, it goes to the old reading for fun and reading for you know homework or yeah. Anytime you're reading for what is essentially work, it's not going to be something you're going to fly through. You you have to be determined, especially if you're reading something you don't even want to read. Yeah. Uh, but I, like, I'm trying to think of. Uh, like, there's some books where I was excited to go into them, but then when I actually got into the material, I was like, oh, this is not what I'm actually in the mood for, but right. I'm already invested, and then it becomes kind of a slog. A couple of those Yukio Mishima books were like that, where maybe a quarter of the way through the book, I was like, I'm actually kind of in the mood for, like, a crime noir. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm stuck in reading about Buddhist philosophy for another couple hundred pages, so, it you know, it drags. But now, like, more and more, I've been changing it where I'll just start reading something else. Not put it on the back burner necessarily, just like I'll read a chapter uh, chapter of the Mishima book and then read a couple chapters of something that's completely different that I'm in the mood for. And then eventually I'll get, you know, through that process, I'll keep reading the one book that I'm not too invested in and then I'll maybe get excited for it again and then I'll finish yeah. it faster. But 
it just depends. Like the Lord, like the Lord of the Rings, Hobbit. I I flew through that. The uh, what's the first one? The uh, the long walk in the woods. Fellowship. The Fellowship of the Ring. How the fuck, man? How the fuck? Like I'm tired, Spencer. The Fellowship. I went through that very fast. Uh, the two towers here. I'm I kind of got fantasy burnout already. So I'm uh. I was really enjoying what I was reading. It was just one of those things where it's like, I kind of want to read some other stuff. So I read like some crime fiction and yeah. different things because I read that that gutter book. Um, and this is Mosley book will probably be a nice uh, reprieve. The nonfiction was actually a nice reprieve going into something that, uh, you know, I'm like, I already know the outcome of this because, like, you know, I watched the fight before a couple times. So yeah. I knew what was going to happen. It's just interesting hearing people, you know, they're. I mean, that's more of like a fact and trying to yeah. find out things that you might not already have known about that. Yeah, just about some it. cool shit about it. So that's always nice. Um, And I think we could probably both do better to read some more nonfiction. Uh, I got a good system going. Every night I read at least one or two articles in this uh, Hemingway's byline yeah. collection. So I'm always getting some nonfiction in. That's not just fucking internet shit, you know? And then uh, I'm going to do that till I finish the book. So even if that took a year, just because I'm only reading, because most of them are only two or three pages. Yeah. Uh, so even if it takes a year to finish that book, that's, I mean, that's a pretty big book. That'd be cool because then I can say, oh, I read the byline and I didn't get burned out because you can't, how are you going to read that many fucking articles in a right. row? Like a whole book of articles and essays and, you know, that could be a little uh Of tedious. things set back in the early 1900s. Yeah, so... All that nonfiction stuff is a little rough, so, but if, if you break it down into chuck, chunks, uh, now the fight by Norman Mailer was different because that was set up as uh, almost like a fear and loathing. Yeah. Like that was like a narrative, you know, he he actually told a story while telling you the real facts of what happened. So that was cool. I like that kind of stuff. Those, those are easier to read, uh, like historical fiction and uh, even if it's historical nonfiction that's done in a way where it's uh, creative. So you, sir, I want you to read some Stephen Hawking, the works of Nikola Tesla. Anybody got memoir? I feel like a lot of uh, Edison's memoirs, maybe. You know what? If I wouldn't feel like that they would just be so dense with things that I just wouldn't understand. Well, what if you could read just one piece at a time? How to Every night, you can't just say, oh, I got, you know, 10 minutes to read a three-page article. I don't, I don't know. Why, why not, Spencer? Same reason why I ask you, why can't you read one poem a night? You don't got a one minute to read one poem. I don't, uh, I don't like, I don't, yeah. poems I just don't, I don't get. I don't understand poems. I don't. What is there? Not, not talking about contemporary poetry. I'm talking about the classics like Edgar Allan Poe, Robert Frost, you know, maybe even some Dylan Thomas if you want to get a little modern. See, and that's what poem, poems always confuse me too because it's like a poem's like, like, cause it's like poems where like you get the these big like Poe like you know longer stories or like couple paragraphs like yeah stanzas I yeah like I don't see I don't know what's the like I don't I don't understand what, the what's genres. the problem why, I don't, why do you I don't, need a long winded like you don't have to have the Raven you can read fucking Ulalume you can read Annabelle Lee you can have these shorter smaller poems but isn't this isn't those I just you're, the that problem is stories. you're looking at poetry like it's a fucking story it doesn't always have to be a story Spencer but then I don't want to read it if it's not a story though but it's feeling I don't give a shit what ooh you're making me mad Spencer you know why because I you could do better man. You could become a sophisticate. I know it. I would rather read the like the story ones. I just I don't. I don't know. 
I and I and I know it's not the same thing, but I always I always see like like slam poetry comes to mind, has, or just or just even like um you know people like coffee houses saying they're you know like roses are red, violets are blue, like you know what I mean. I just I don't poetry confuses me. I don't get it. <sighs> We're gonna have to have another poetry episode. That's all there is to it. Next week is gonna be a poetry episode because of you. I mean, if you just feel like talking through the whole thing while I sit here, like... Oh, I'll bring up examples of good poems that you should read. Okay, and I'll still just be like, okay. Oh, you fuck. Well, can you at least say, my name's Spencer Church, and I'll read some nonfiction articles once in a while. I'll read some nonfiction. I don't know about articles. Well, I'm just saying that would be the yeah. easiest, like, not you know, essays or... Well, no, because like I said, there are, like, some different kind of, like, um, like uh, comic book, like, history books that I've been wanting to read. Alan Moore um, did a great essay in, um, it was a Black Mask comic, the Occupy Wall Street shit that was happening. Mm, yeah. I, Occupy Comics, maybe it was called. I forget what the name of that. I think it was Occupy Comics. But Alan Moore has, like, a, a pretty... Uh, complex but really good essay in there and he goes over like the history of comics mm. and I think you'd really like that. Uh, that was How like many the... thousands of pages is that? Eh, it's only like three or four. But it's totally worth it. Man. So, that's our episode. I'm not talking anymore because Mr. Poetry. It's not roses are red or I fucked her butt in the wind. No, it's not slam poetry. It's not deaf poetry jam. Stupid because because I remember before like I I remember like one of the times we had a bookstore and I was just like oh I always wanted to read like there was like Dante's Inferno or something there and you was like oh well that might be you might not like that because it's poetry and it's just like I don't under like it's I I I don't understand Isn't Beowulf the same thing kind of but like it's an epic poem right yeah but like I don't see it's still it's just a story so how it's how is it poetry. I don't, you know what I mean. Well, what about the Epic of Gilgamesh? I don't know. I never read that. When you know what? You never read the Epic of Gilgamesh? No. Next thing you're gonna tell me you didn't read the Odyssey yet? No. Or the Iliad? No. What the fuck? But you read Beowulf? Yeah, I did. You know what? You're a man of mystery, Spencer. <laughs> I am. If you folks wanted to tell Spencer what a fucking derelict, <laughs> derelict's not the right word, but I like that word. <laughs> I like using it as an insult. <laughs> it's like saying you're run down, Spencer. You're a run down man. You're a run down intellectual. That's what you are. You're a man who could be an intellectual but chooses to be top tier buffoon. Yeah, Buffoonery. That that's accurate. You're a buffoon. But it's okay because no, no, it's not okay. We got this new table. It's nice. Can't be a buffoon no more. Stop being a buffoon. You gotta be a fucking academic now. We gotta read. But I like being a monkey's ass. Gilgamesh. Um, I haven't read the Epic of Gilgamesh either. It looks long and boring. Oh, <laughs> I do want to read the Divine Comedy. It's just like, you see how big that fucker is. Like, why is everything going to be so big? Um, If you folks do want to reach out, though, and tell us what you think about Spencer's, I can't even say dislike for poetry. I say, not it's even ignorance. giving it a chance, man. It's ignorance. Won't even give it a chance. Won't invest enough effort to read one poem a night, even if that poem takes one minute, thirty seconds. Some of them, some of those Edgar Allan Poe poems are like fucking, not even half a page. You can read that every night, but yeah, you can go to drunkpenwriting.com. We have a contact page on there if you want to holler at him. Uh, at drunkpenwriting on Twitter, which would be the faster approach. 
and on Instagram and Facebook at Drunken Penwriting. Um, by the way, if you reach out on Facebook, their messenger's been fucked up lately, so it's like it'd be like a week later before it'll even tell me that there was a message. I don't know why. And then sometimes the responses don't go through right away. It's like messed up. So preferably don't hit us up on the Facebook Messenger if you. Uh, That's messed up. Yeah, it's always been like it's always been shitty. I don't know. Uh, Instagram's fine. You can DM us on there all the time, anytime. It's fucking good. So uh, yeah, thank you for listening. And I have been. Kilopondro Jimenez, man, a man who walks across the frozen tundra of Siberia, Russia. Kilopondro can go all over. He could be in New Zealand fighting the ozone hole and the ozone layer. Whatever. I don't know what I'm talking about. So, uh, yeah, check you later. See you later.